with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 15th day of January 2024. Happy and uh, thought-provoking Martin Luther King Jr. Day. This is the horn. Headon.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that... The, is the Horn Chat Room, the three hours where you spend together live every Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between in the Great Globe Round. And where if you should decide that you'd like to pop in and say hi, you'll definitely be greeted by the early arrivers. That would be Irish Dave and Squeaky and Theo. Hi, guys. And capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist and Chief Mathematician, Bud Trimmer Emeritus, and Zimmergist Extraordinaire, Roger, in Oregon, who's all snowed up, too. We're quite snowy here. It's, uh, oh, it's cold. It's effing cold. Not that I'm complaining, but it's 55 degrees in the studio here, the fabulous Horn Studio at the magnificent Kincaid Mansion. And it's going to be like camping out tonight and tomorrow and the next night. Oh, and if you are listening to the podcast, please be so kind as to hit that like button with every episode and subscribe on a couple of different platforms and leave some comments here and there to uh, let folks let folks know that people really do Pay attention to this thing and participate in this conversation. Let's see, we are 20 days away. 20 days away from the 20th anniversary of the existence of this program. Oh, sorry about that. I thought I hit the mute button. It's, uh, oh, it's just cold and gross. Now, uh,
Um, just a couple of program notes. A dear friend of mine is filing to run as a Democrat for, for state office tomorrow. She called and asked if I would st- uh, come down and stand with her as she files. She plans to do that at 1 o'clock. I'm going to check in with her and make sure that's still her plan, uh, simply because, well, the weather's crap, and I don't even know if they'll have the roads cleared by then. But I do want to be there for her, because she's been there for me. And uh, we will, I'll eventually have her on the program, and you can meet her yourself. Uh, she's running for state auditor. Her name is Marianne Clater. And I think she is just a dear and highly capable woman. So if I do get to go, that's at 1 o'clock. Don't know what the roads are going to be like. There's a possibility the program will be interfered with tomorrow. I hope it won't be. But I wanted to let y'all let y'all know. Uh, now, uh, the fundraising goal, well, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So that means we say thank you to our 15th, 14th, and 13th day of the month um, subscribers via PayPal. And so consequently, we say thank you to Robert, thank you to Charles. And thank you as well to an anonymous friend. Thanks as well to Routes and to Matt in San Francisco. Thank you to Paul and Gary and Gaia. Thank you all for being partial sponsors of this program and helping to keep it all on the air. So, uh, uh, and again, thanks to an anonymous friend for having a show on me. That's magnificent. It means a lot, so that knocks us down by a day from last week, which means the fundraising goal is around uh, $600 for Friday and today, and hopefully we'll knock some of that out and keep some of the bills paid. I went out for more propane yesterday knowing that I'd probably be shut in today. We're burning that stuff like there's no tomorrow. Just trying to stay warm. Get about, oh, four hours out of a one-pound bottle. So you can do the math on that pretty quick. Now, it's Moran Monday. It's convenient the way that federal holidays fall on Moran Mondays since the 1970s. The Monday holiday designation, federal government. Uh... And, of course, because this is the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. birthday holiday, it's going to be especially, well, let's say, Moran heavy. Moran rich. Because you could just as well call Dr. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday holiday uh, 
white people saying stupid things about race day. And I guess the holiday came early this year, seeing as how Nimrata Haley got everything going uh, early with her refusal to mention slavery when asked about the cause of the Civil War. And then it went from there. Um, let's start with uh, oh start with the man with the biggest emptiest head in uh, in, in, in the United States that seems appropriate Charlie Kirk of Toilet Paper USA decided to mark the Dr. King holiday by attacking Dr. King. Uh, naturally, Charlie Kirk jumped on shitter and left a shit and said the following. Who was MLK? Kind of have to do your Richard Pryor white guy voice for this. Who was MLK? A myth has been created and it has grown totally out of control. While he was alive, most people disliked him, yet today he is the most honored, worshipped, even deified person of the 20th century. Today we are going to tell the truth and explain how this myth was born. Happy Monday. And, of course, you know, Toilet Paper USA, which is a maggot youth group, student organization, has a long history of being what? Um, wait for it. Uh, it racists! It, yeah. It was just, uh, oh... Uh, it just uh, in the last few weeks that a gay black Republican, I know, just don't, uh, and a maggot, no less, showed up at a, uh, a, a right-wing meeting and was immediately surrounded by nasty white boy men who proceeded to upbraid him with slurs for being black and for being gay. He would have been better off going to a liberal meeting because he would have merely been subjected to slurs for being a maggot. Now, Charlie Kirk, of course, is said to be planning a campaign against, (laughs) wait for it, a campaign against the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Oh, really?
and even some of his other maggot brethren thought that maybe Charlie Kirk was not doing the intelligent thing. Uh, Jonah Goldberg, over at, what, National Review Online, said, so moronic, so, so moronic, this is not going to end well. That was Eric Erickson. Sadly, Charles Kirk and extremists like him are attempting to tarnish Dr. King's heroic legacy by targeting young people with disinformation. Charles says MLK was awful, and the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was a huge mistake. Here's the truth. They made our nation stronger. That was a youth group called Voters of Tomorrow. They added Charles's rhetoric is libelous alarming, and directly endangers the fight for civil rights. Well, I mean, he's a racist. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have a, oh, a, an exalted, legal outfit in his cosplay closet. I have a feeling there are a lot of things in Charlie Kirk's closet. Just saying... But this is yeah, this is the day when bad little maggots all over the country can say stupid things, racist things, because it's it's all it's all it's all part of the holiday. It's it's handy really, because the Dr. King holiday draws out the draws the maggots out like a hot compress will draw. Pus to the top of a, a, oh, I don't know, maybe Rush Limbaugh's polondial cyst. And then you know you're dealing with a maggot who's a racist. But I repeat myself. But that wasn't where, that wasn't where it ended. You know, Charlie Kirk cannot be the be-all and end-all of maggot racist stupidity no no I mentioned Nimrata Haley the uh, queen of Bonomo uh, writing at USA Today Clarence B. Jones marked the arrival of the holiday midway into the first month of the New York year. By the way, Dr. King would have been 95 today. He died so... died. He was murdered so very, very young. Uh, but uh, Clarence B. Jones said, it's hard to get excited about the future when some staunchly refuse to learn the lessons of the past. And commenting on Nimrata Haley, he said, even worse, it could be that Haley knew full well the answer, but in courting the MAGA vote, she struggled to give an answer with political cover for her target audience. He went on and said, Haley's lack of understanding that slavery was the cause of our civil war, the bloodiest war in our history, 
represents misguided thinking and willful blindness that has stuck around. Then he called to mind Dr. King's words, accepting the 1964 Nobel Prize for Peace. He said, uh, Dr. King said, I refuse to accept despair as the final response to the ambiguities of history. I refuse to accept the idea that the isness of man's present nature makes him morally incapable of reaching up for the eternal oughtness that forever confronts him. I'm sure isness and oughtness are completely unfathomable to the man with that great, big, giant, enormous, empty head, Charlie Kirk, who should have aged out of toilet paper USA by now, shouldn't he? I mean, at least the hippies had the common decency to say, trust no one over 30. I'm pretty sure Charlie Kirk is of an age now where uh, he's too old to even be in a doctoral program. And I don't care how old he is. Well, he's also too dumb to be in one, but, you know, who's counting? But I think Mr. Jones is correct. The maggots aren't interested in an American future. Remember, MAGA stands for Make America Great Again. That, by definition, means they are looking backward at some past they imagine was better than the present we have now. But that's not the be-all and end-all of, and usually it's white people saying stupid things on the King holiday. But no. Uh, We also have who we, a black man saying stupid things about Dr. King. Because of course we do. I'm talking, and uh, I saw this earlier, but Ron and Raleigh sent it along as well. Hi, Ron. I hope you're warm. I just talked to Ferg a little bit ago, and they've got a bunch of snow on the ground down in East Tennessee. Of course, nobody really knows how to drive on it down there. Best thing you can, I told him, the best thing you can do is stay inside because there will be <coughs> dipshits on the road. That's practically the only people who will be on the road. Now, Mark Robinson, Mark the Dr. King holiday, he is uh, the first black man to reach the office of lieutenant governor, and he 
reached the office of lieutenant governor by proving himself to be as stupid and bigoted and hateful as any white man. We've talked about Mark Robinson in the past. Uh, he is a transphobe. He is a homophobe. He is a bigot. He is a xenophobe. And, of course, he's all those things because he claims to be a man of God. Naturally. So today, he, uh, well, he told the world who he was. It just a little bit of, uh, I, uh, by the way, Charlie Kirk, thank you. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Brother Deacon Asa says that uh, uh, serving as the Charlie Kirk Horn Ad Hoc Research Department says uh, he is uh, 30 years old. Oops. Probably shouldn't be leading a youth group anymore. But it's a nice grift, so he ain't going to quit. Uh, anyway, uh, going back to 2018, according to an article by Jennifer Bendery at HuffPost, she said, in January 2018, Robinson marked people who mocked people who celebrate King, who he said was just a subpar pastor. He didn't mention King by name, but he was clearly talking about the civil rights leader in a series of messages posted on MLK Day that year, six years ago. Those posts came exactly one year after Robinson wrote that he planned to work on MLK Day, a federal holiday, to show that he wasn't a leech on society and allowing the government to cut him a break. He's got quite the history. Mark Robinson does. January 15th, 2018. He said, It is at once funny and sad that so many people will follow the lead of a bunch of atheists and worship an ersatz pastor as a deity. January 16th, 2017, as mentioned previously, he said, Tomorrow I will do my service to the community by going to work to continue to support myself and my family so I'm not a leech on said community. And once again, just as Charlie Kirk did, he hauled out the Dr. King was a commie canard. Never mind the fact that Dr. King said that 
uh, communism was cold atheism wrapped up in the garments of materialism, and communism provides no place for God or Christ. The stupid is strong with these ones. Uh, by the way, going back to Clarence, uh, uh, going to Clarence, going back to Charlie Kirk for a minute. <clears throat> Clarence says, Robin, that Kirk character is despicable, but the person who really baffles me is Candace Owens. Candace is an official in that organization. I cannot find any description that is not that is not that is not profane enough to describe her. Well, I mean. She's got a lot. Candace Owens is just one of those people who's dealing with a lot of internalized racism and internalized misogyny. She is a self. She is a woman who is a self-hating woman who is a self-hating black woman, and she's paid very well to be that. Okay, I mean. Uh, what's the old line? It's hard to get someone to understand something when not un when his paycheck depends on him not understanding it. This is that. So there we are. Oh, speaking of subpar pastors, uh, uh, this is kind of fun. One of the gospel sharks who is uh, uh, continuing to worship at the feet of his orange god emperor, one Pastor Travis Decker, showed up for an interview on CNN to have a talk, have a talk talk with Poppy Harlow, and Poppy Harlow showed him the God Made Trump video, the audio of which we played last week it was uh, it was a moment is made by a fan of his uh, and it has been criticized by some for having messianic overtones here's part of it God looked down on his planned paradise and said I need a caretaker so God gave us Trump God said I need Pastor Decker your response to that does it concern you at all Again, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't create it. Um, I don't think that he thinks that. He posts lots of things, and I think he does it to troll people. Honestly, um, you get down inside. Uh, he is very clearly stated behind the scenes that he is the. Uh, you know, he has the fear of God. 
and uh, wants, you know, he's not there yet as far as I'm concerned. I would love to see him become and grow more of a conscience uh, in a lot of areas. Uh, but I think he has a proven track okay. record of being a good president, and especially on abortion. And quickly, Dr. Labinus, for you, any concerns about idolatry? Yeah, and it's not so much about what President Trump does. It's the people who follow him. Yeah, there are some that are, are way over the top uh, that almost anything he would do. And, of course, he even said anything he would do, people would still support him. That's concerning to me. And, and it is uh, getting close to the definition of idolatry. I really appreciate this conversation to both of you. I know you're probably going to get out and caucus tonight. Bundle up and thank you very much for your time. I, I, I love the... Uh... I love the first, the, the first, uh, the gospel sharp. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I know in his heart he has the fear of God. You Christian, you liar. In his heart he has the fear of prison. And he will do anything and everything to stay out of it. That's all. Jesus. And then the other the other gospel sharp you heard from, uh, he's a preacher who's supporting monkey up Declantis, so he by definition is already uh, the, both of, both both of those hustlers are morally bankrupt and ethically dead. But they're going to, well, the cruelty is the point. He was an especially good president, especially on abortion. Yeah, ask a woman who's having to wait in a freezing pickup truck in a hospital parking lot, hoping that she doesn't bleed out from a pregnancy gone bad before some shitty hospital uh, can perform uh, abortion care on her. But, you know, maggots going to maggot. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, Chris just jumped in and got us started. Thanks, Robin. Been busy with snow and other drama. Best to you. Oh, it's the uh, other drama that I fret about. Snow is plenty add other drama to it. But thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. And by the way, I had a note from uh, Ralph's. I'm offering a $25 challenge for the Packers winning. Wasn't that fun? And I guess I'm in competition with the Steelers-Bills game. If anybody wants to give me an update on that and give me a... Go Steelers. My dear friend Wayne's beloved Steelers. This is Stellar's football weather. Of course, it's also Bill's football weather. So I, I, I took great joy in seeing the Packers. I told you it would happen. Has anybody checked on Bredevo? I hope he's okay. Uh, it, and then uh, for the first time in, what, 34 years, 
over half my life. The Lions won a playoff game, and I'm sure that our dear, dear friend Joy in Ann Arbor is beside herself with joy and glee. Congratulations to all the Lions fans out there. Uh, Sorry, Rams fans. Maybe you shouldn't have sent your quarterback to Detroit so he could get a chip on his shoulder and come back and beat your ass. Oops. Uh, Going back to Mark Robinson for a second, we have a little... Information update, courtesy of Flavio. Mark Robinson, who's that leech again? From Wikipedia. Robinson had filed for bankruptcy on three occasions in 1998, 1999, and 2003. He's also been sued several times for non-payment of debts. In 2012, Robinson's landlord sued him for failure to pay around $2,000 in rent. The landlord filed for summary ejectment. According to court records, Robinson did not pay seven years of federal income tax and had tax liens placed on him by the Internal Revenue Service as recently as 2012. Robinson said in 2020 that his issues with the IRS had been resolved. In 2022, Robinson told WRAL in an interview, I don't have any unpaid taxes, after the television station revealed that Robinson owed several hundred dollars to Guilford County in five delinquent vehicle tax bills. Dating from 2006 to 2018, Robinson paid off the tax debt. He said he was unaware that he had unpaid vehicle tax, adding, I'm not very good at math. Oh, but he's really good at hypocrisy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, and um, speaking, (laughs) you knew this was going to happen sooner or later, because it always does. They wise up. Uh, Up in New York, one of Nitwit Nero's principal lawyers, no, no, not Alina Havana 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 Havana, counsel for the parking garage, uh, but rather Joe Tacopina. has said that he will no longer uh, represent Nitwit Nero in Alvin Bragg's case regarding uh, falsified business records. It's supposed to start in March, the trial is. Somehow Stephen Chung, who's awfully, awfully butch on most occasions, was quite subdued, saying only that uh, he, Trump has the most experienced, qualified, disciplined, and overall strongest legal team ever assembled. Bruga, bruga, derp. So that, uh, that leaves him down a lawyer, Joe Tacopina. wonder if he got paid first. Uh, Tacopina has also representative, uh, represented Alex Rodriguez along the way. Uh, he's represented ASAP Rocky. And he's represented uh, uh, Sean Life Support System for a haircut Hannity job. Well, lawyers don't necessarily get to 
pick their pick their clients. No. Uh, he's also not going to be representing Nitwit Nero in the appeal of the civil case in which E. Jean Carroll already has a $5 million judgment. Maybe it's more fun going on uh, cable TV shows and just running his yip. Stephen Chung went on and said, President Trump's legal team continues to fight for America and Americans against these partisan, crooked, Joe Biden-led election interference hoaxes. Oh, yeah. So that's Takapina. Uh, three lawyers that have gone not uh, now over the Miami stolen documents case. Eventually, they will all uh, get as far away from him as they possibly can. Oh, and back to Mark Robinson for a minute. Uh, he makes a point of hating Dr. King uh, 365 days a year. He even at one point went after Mar uh, John Lewis, saying on January 16th, 2017, Hey, John Lewis, just because you got beat up by some Democrats in 1965 doesn't mean you can't get criticized by some Republicans in 2017. I, it, honestly, he's in North Carolina. He's the lieutenant governor. Nimrata Haley's in South Carolina. Maybe she's been reading his, his writings because uh, Mark Robinson, who, whose, whose ancestors were presumably enslaved, said, Slavery of the mind is far worse than physical slavery. Slavery of the mind cannot be seen, cannot be made illegal. And as always has been the greatest tool of Satan used against man and men against each other. He spends a lot of time thinking about men, doesn't he? Oh, he'll eventually be caught with a man in his mouth. He's also said the African-Americans don't realize the real civil rights movement started in the 1860s. That crap in the 1960s was the communist rise movement. He's always got this goofy scowl on his, on his face and his little weird chin beard. Uh, 
other 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 maggots are running against him for the uh, Republican nomination. Representative Mark Walker, the state treasurer Dale Falwell, F-O-L, no relation, no relation to Jerry Jr. Oh, Becker. A trial lawyer named Bill Graham. No, really. Over on the Democratic side, the, the Attorney General of the state, Josh Stein, is the leading Democrat. Roy Cooper can't run again. Well, keep talking, Mark Robinson. Oh, and this. Appropriate to the day, voting rights and such being on the being part of the of Dr. King's legacy. Prince William County, Virginia, the old Dominion, has finally found the election fraud that Nitwit Nero has been grunting about since 2020. It's real. Uh, the only thing is, as with everything maggot, everything Trump, it's all either confession or projection. Election fraud. Well, in Prince William County, Virginia, election officials there have fessed up and said, Ah, we had about 4,000 votes that were counted for Donald Trump when they actually went to Joe Biden? The Office of Elections did what Nitwit Nero wanted done in Georgia. They found him some extra votes. They found Nitwit Nero 2,327 extra votes. And they stiffed Joe Biden by about 1,648 votes. <sighs> Impossible. You might recall that Joe Biden went on to win Virginia in 2020. He won by more than 450,000 votes. It all came out in a, a legal case about the former registrar of Prince William County, Michelle White. In 2022, she was charged with corrupt conduct, making a false statement and neglect of duty in the 2020 elections. The charges were ultimately dropped. But, well, mistakes were made. I guess you'll have that. Oh, that's bad. Thank you, Roger. 
Buffalo leading 21 to nothing at with seven minutes left in the half. Looks like it's t- it looks like it's uh, comeback time. Ah, okay. Well, darn it, Darlene. I hate that. Darlene in Connecticut says, I keep losing your program. Something fierce rocks in, and it takes forever to get you back. I assume it's on my end. I hope you're hearing it, hearing this, but I'm not seeing any buffering so far, and I haven't heard of any other problems um, with people getting the program saved from you. So, you know, I, I, I'm disinclined to say, oh, Darlene, it's on you. Uh, but sounds like might be on your have you tried unplugging and replugging your router oh she hates me for saying that I know she does that was was being a smart aleck little Mm. hope it gets better Darlene Ah, thank you, Brother Deacon. Brother Deacon Asa says, coming through A-OK. Thank you. Now, President Biden has, uh, well, he's at, or has been, at Camp David for a little getaway. So, you know, not at the White House. It's a sign of the times. Fire engines and other emergency vehicles roared to the White House a little bit after 7 a.m. this morning. After someone made a... uh, after someone made a call saying the White House was on fire. It was false. They figured it out pretty quickly. The D.C. Fire and Emergency EMS, as well as the Secret Service, said no. And then there was a callback number for the 911 report. When called back, they said, no, I didn't make it. And so the number was very likely spoofed. Uh, He was coming back this afternoon, President Biden. Uh, He's either already back or on his way. But it's not, it, it, it falls within the ambit of, uh, all the swatting of Judge Chutkin that happened recently mm-hmm. Jude says hey Darlene I'm hearing you Robin wink uh, Ralphs is having problems getting the program too so Ralphs is in Jersey and Darlene's in of course Connecticut Maybe it's an up east thing. I don't know. But, you know, this weather is not good for anything electronic. 
Uh, for Darlene, Tom says uh, the program's been solid in sunny San Rafael. Just tell me it is sunny in San Rafael today, please. Tom, lie if necessary. I saw this uh, article uh, actually uh, as the program closed on Friday. And it, I don't know, it gave me a little snarky smirk, at least. From the Associated Press, Michelle Price and Steve Peoples reporting. Everybody and their cousin are... I eventually turned off the multimillionaire for-profit media today because it was all Iowa all the time. And... Is it just me, or does it seem really dumb to devote this much time to a horse race for second place? Uh, Nitwit Nero's already in the paddock with the feed bag on. Hamburgers. And so it's all about whether Monkey Up can be the comeback kid. Remember 1992? Or whether Nimrata Haley will, will will have second place, and whether we rec, we wake Ramalama Ding Dong will still be in the race after this evening. But it's all fairly meaningless. Trump is mad at Nimrata. Trump despises Monkey Up. And he's even decided to get mad at Weewake, which is sad because Weewake's little feelings are hurt. Because no one has had their nose further up the orange fundament than he has. Weewake Ramalama Ding Dong's wife, she's a medical doctor, was asking voters... In Iowa, why she, why her hubby wasn't getting any traction with Iowa Republicans. They were more than happy to answer her. Uh, it was because, well... And they had to explain it to Mrs. Mrs. Ramalama Ding Dong, Mrs. Dr. Ramalama Ding Dong. Honey, your husband ain't white. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Micah says uh, that uh, she's out driving. Uh, in the middle of nowhere, and the stream's running fine for her. Oh dear, Micah says she and uh, she and Joy are both thrilled for their beloved lions. And uh, Tom says yes, it's sunny in San Rafael. Scattered high clouds and 57 degrees out here on my bike ride. Oh, that sounds nice. 
Uh, Randy Radar says, more than the usual number of extended pregnant pauses. Not your fault, Robin. It's the Internet truck. It's not a big truck, Randy. It's a series of tubes. I wonder if that's on Ted Stevens' gravestone. You ever, it's just the weird things I think about. No, I'm, preg- I'm pretty pregnant pausey this afternoon. It's really, it's, <laughs> we're headed for 50 degrees here in the studio. I'm trying to conserve propane. And so uh, I'm a little more pausey than usual. Uh, but I was talking about Wee Wack Rama Slamma Ding Dong and Dr. Mrs. Rama Lama Ding Dong. Wait, I married a brown guy? What? We're Republicans, though. We hate women like Republicans hate women. We hate queers like Republicans hate queers. Oh, but wait, y'all hate non-white people the way we hate all those non-straight people and the women people. Damn. Girl can't catch a break. And it went Nero attacked him. And said that uh, he's not truly mega. Don't vote for him, vote for me. He's not really with our America First agenda. Sigheil. But like I said, I saw this story from the Associated Press. I love the headline. Worried about losing in 2024. Iowa's Republican voters are less interested in talking about abortion. That's because the Republican Party all over the country is running around saying, Ixnay on the abortion A. We're getting Ildkay. It was a fun article to read. A man, a man in Iowa stood up at a recent town hall and told Ron DeSantis he had an easy question. How would the Florida governor address abortion when it's sure to be a big issue in the coming 2024 presidential election? Monkey Up said, I'll talk about it the same way I did in Florida. <laughs> I just articulated it, kind of, you know, where we were, what we do. <laughs> that Mozart laugh was cute, Namadeus. It just looks robotic coming, it sounds robotic coming out of Monkey Up. The funny thing was, in going on to answer that question, he went another solid four minutes, Monkey Up did, without using the word abortion. They're doing their dead-level best to not talk about it, because even some maggot women aren't happy about it, especially the ones who are still capable of becoming pregnant. And might not want to be. 
Oh, but those maggot women, if they have a little problem, they'll, they'll have the wherewithal to be able to slip over the border and go up to uh, a civilized place in Minnesota and get their little problem taken care of. Of course, you'll notice those two preachers from the uh, clip a little bit ago. Particularly the maggot preacher. Well, he was really good on abortion. We don't have any uteri, so we don't have to worry about pregnancy. But the fact of the matter is, the Republicans... With with justification, are scared water bowled of what they did, of what happened when the dog finally caught the car. A 68-year-old retired painting contractor from Clear Lake, Iowa, went to a maggot rally and said, at this stage, if we're going to continually lose elections because of that issue, I'd say dump the whole damn thing and let God be the judge. Oh, he'll get, he better not say that around his good God-fearing Iowa neighbors. It was curious, though, because the reporters I cited earlier, uh, Michelle Price and Steve Peoples, uh, interviewed over two dozen maggot voters, and almost none of them even mentioned abortion care as being their top issues this year. They were worried about the southern border instead, or the Biden economy. Uh, on the other hand, they did find Brian Downs of Winterset, Iowa, who said, abortion's a huge issue for me. The only way I wouldn't support Trump is if he went all pro-choice. And then unburdened himself of further stupidity and ugliness, saying, pro-life presidents have one going, let's say going back to Ronald Reagan, always pro-life. The Bushes, pro-life. You dipshit. You you made it to 68, and you didn't know that George H.W. Bush, Poppy, and his daddy Prescott, in particular, were big backers of Planned Parenthood there in Connecticut. Now, somebody told him the Bushes were pro-life, so he believes them. The Internet would never lie. Well, he went on and said of those... Pre they won. They didn't cancel any of them, so that's just an old story that just won't die. Cindy Leonhardt, also 68 years old. Where are the 23-year-old maggots? Said, oh, it's, uh, I don't think it should be legal. She doesn't have to worry about getting pregnant anymore. Uh, it's not a decisive issue for me. 
So now their 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 talking point has changed to. We have to have compassion for women. And so when Monkey Up was asked on Fox News TV Radio Rwanda about uh, his position, he said, uh, It's compassionate to be able to respect that and to be able to protect that going forward. <laughs> Uh, and then there's Nimrata Haley. God, she's dumb. <sighs> she said, uh, The fellas just don't know how to talk about it. Instead of demonizing this issue, you have to humanize this issue. Right. Uh, someone tried to... Uh, get her to take a, an actual stand on Nitwit Nero's myriad crimes. And lo and behold, in probably one of the most truthful moments of her campaign, perhaps her life, she said, Well, I'm not a lawyer and I don't know how those things work. Maybe somebody should have asked her about the legal system in Bonomo. So, Ixnay on the Eat Productive Ray Air K. Because we're going to Oozlay. And uh, Nitwit Nero's attack on Wee Wee Grandma Lama Ding Dong was fun. Uh, he complained. Uh, he went on 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 Shitter and posted a shit complaining about the plot that's hiding in plain sight to. Narrow this to a two-horse race between Trump and Haley. Eliminate Trump and trot their puppet into the White House. And he went on and said, I respect the hell out of Trump. But then he said, open your eyes to the hard truth. This system will stop at nothing to keep this man away from the White House. And that's when Nitwit Nero triped back. We back, Ramalamadingdong. Ramaswamy. He won't, of all the people that he renames, but he won't, he won't rename the, the, the easy, he won't take the layup. We back, Ramaswamy is a fraud and a classic con man. A classic pump and dump scheme on the MAGA movement.
Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations, etc. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Very sly, but a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't get duped by this. And then the snarking, sniping started. Donald Trump was the greatest president of the 21st century, and I'm not going to criticize him in response to this attack. I'm worried for Trump. I'm worried for our country. I want to save Trump to save this country. Let's do it together. You won't hear any friendly fire from me. And then this morning, uh, he showed up uh, noting that there were now supporters at the frozen hellscape that he was visiting wearing t-shirts that said save Trump vote Vivac and the shirts had pictures of uh, they had Trump's mugshot superimposed on an outline of the state of Iowa in Urbandale, Iowa this morning uh, Weewek Ramalama Ding Dong said, they're not going to let this man get anywhere near the White House again, and it's disgusting, but these people now will stop at nothing, and I mean nothing, to keep this man away from the levers of power. But our America First movement cannot end with Trump because it didn't start with Trump. It didn't start in 2016. It started in 1776. Our. And who's out there serving as, as the article from uh, uh, AP notes, We Wake's hype man? None other than actual, no kidding, white supremacist Nazi clan sympathizer, Steve Cantaloupe's King. No longer in Congress. He's, of course, still starved for attention. It was in 2019 when he was still in Congress that Steve King got stripped of his committee assignments when he said, why does white supremacy have such negative negative impressions? And then he lost his primary in 2020. Uh, yeah. Of course, in the the people the people who are vo- who will carcass tonight for we wake Ram- uh, uh, Rosanna Dana. Well, they're the kind of people who tune into Alex Jones or find it exciting when they hear a uh, a, a stream on Shitter in which. He says, I got to go, see ya, and then everybody can hear him taking a whiz. He really does want to be Trump with a darker shade of pale. He says, among other things, and it, this is very getting this is getting very peril, not perilously but very close to uh, 
the kind of navel gazing that my governor, make West Virginia great big old governor Jim Justice, uh, was getting at when he uh, told the assembled faithful about his musings over why he was born Jim Justice and not Kunta Kinte. Uh, he said, uh, I want you to ask yourself, why am I the only candidate who's able to tell you these things? Uh, that was after he had been uh, trashing Ronna Romney McDaniel, which is not hard to do. And uh, all within the context of explaining why January 6th defendants should be pardoned because they were peaceful and why climate change is a hoax. By the way, for those of us wondering why the hell it's so cold, and for the deniers out there, well, it's winter, of course it's cold. <laughs> Libtard. Uh, the fact of the matter is, there's less ice in the Arctic. Read this earlier today. And when you have less Arctic ice, you have less of a buffer to keep Arctic air masses circulating in the Arctic, and it ma and it makes it easier for polar vortexes to move south and, in fact, further south. Uh, by the way, uh, Wewek is big on slogans. His weird little pamphlets and the like uh, say things like. Uh, Truth. He has ten truths. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Or, there are two genders. You gotta... It's kind of like Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. He says things like, our politics has become corrupt. Every politician is just dancing to the tune of their biggest donor. And in my case, that biggest donor is me. I don't report to them. I report to you. I'd rather speak the truth and lose this election than to win by playing some fake game of political snakes and ladders. Isn't it shoots and ladders? Do I remember my childhood correctly? Because I'm pretty sure it's not snakes and ladders. Yeah, but then again, they're they're not they're not good. No no Republican is any good when they start trying to uh, demonstrate demonstrate the common touch. I wonder, you know, this past Friday on the front porch, we had a little conversation about who might possibly be a vice presidential nominee for Nitwit Nero. And uh, I thought it was a stroke of genius when I said, hey, 
maybe make West Virginia uh, a great big Governor Jim Justice. Wake wants to be vice president really badly. I don't think the son of a Klansman is going to be particularly helpful in that regard. Uh, They were pretty grossed out on my filthy morning habit today. By the way, we are into the second hour of the program. Uh, Routes' $25 Packers uh, Packers Beat the Cowboys challenge is on the table. I don't expect any Cowboys fans to respond to that. I understand. But if you're a Pack fan, or if you'd just like to help out and help get us uh, down to uh, uh, $540 to go in fundraising, that would be great. But... uh, The umbrage, I think, could be measured on a meter this morning. I woke up shivering and checked to make make sure that the electric mattress pad was still on, and it was. It's just that it was really cold. And so I pulled the covers up over my chin and fired up my filthy morning habit, and, well, there we were. That it's on anybody's mind, Joe. It's there's that the part of the party and this party and the Republican Party and the Democratic Party that gets catered to politically are those that are uh, kind of want to retreat from the world stage that are that have are kind of the isolationist tendency. We have we see that in both parties. They make that that's the way when it pops up in, in, in domestic politics. But you're but you're exactly right. You know, it is a thankless part of being president of the United States. You basically uh, you, you get no political credit for all the things as you made that litany. Uh, because there's a presumption on the part of a lot of Americans uh, that that's what America's role should be in the world. So if we're, if we're, if we're, uh, if we're leading by if we're creating peace through strength and we're keeping markets open and we're uh, doing all those sort of things, that's sort of like, okay, thank you very much. Now what have you done for me lately uh, domestically? But if you, if you have one big foreign policy crisis or one, that, one policy that does not go well, you are immediately tarred and feathered for having uh, projected American weakness abroad. It, is a, it really is a no-win situation. In the history books, I think Joe Biden has an appreciation for the fact that history uh, will look kindly on him for, for, for the, uh, the degree of difficulty of running right now two hot wars in two of the most important regions on Earth and doing it extremely well. But uh, in terms of his domestic politics, in terms of his reelection in 2024, uh, I think it will, you know, with that and about 10 bucks, you could get him a, uh, a, a nice Starbucks venti latte. Uh, that's about it. It's yeah. not, there's not a, there's not a big political upside in this for Joe Biden. Yeah, you know, as uh, as Richard Haas said a couple of weeks ago, the one thing he learned about uh, about from George H.W. Bush's presidency when he was was working with George H.W. Bush is when it came to foreign policy, doing the right thing all the time and being great at your job wasn't enough. You you actually had to still do more. John Heilman, thank you so much. Absolutely loved your look, your view at Iowa. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, we will be talking to you tomorrow morning. Miss you guys here. Yeah, we miss you too. Enjoy the weather. Um, Anyway, uh, so Charlie Sykes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Charlie Sykes, uh, you're in the middle of that weather, too. Um, I, I've got to say, if foreign policy doesn't matter to Republicans uh, that are voting, uh, Ann Seltzer and uh, the Des Moines Register poll also shows us that Donald Trump's crimes, possible crimes, uh, possible convictions, 61 percent don't matter if he's convicted. One in five say it'll make him more likely to support him. So there you have 80 percent of Republicans saying we don't care. And it may make us more likely to support him. Shows you just uh, the sickness, the corrupting influence Donald Trump has. And here we have um, a, a New York Times story talking about college-educated Republicans who went for DeSantis. But, Charlie, they're so shocked and stunned by the Justice Department's overreach that they're now saying, now we're going to support Donald Trump, even though he stole nuclear documents, even though he stole secret war plans on how we're going to attack Iran, even though he stole assessments that show our weakness, even though he illegally shared illegally shared secret war plans with members of his campaign staff, even though we believe if you if you if you believe those that work for him, he then tried to obstruct um, justice and obstruct the fact that he had these documents. So I could go on and on and on. But you know what? It's all everybody. You know, it's an excuse. Everybody has an excuse in the Republican Party on why they want to vote for Donald Trump. And they don't even care if he's convicted. What does it say about the party? Well, um, it, it says that it's getting even worse than we thought it was, right? I mean, you know, that, that polls, of course, a monument to the alternative reality silos we have, but also to the way in which Donald Trump has affected the character of his own political party. I mean, Donald Trump is Donald Trump. He's, he's always been the same guy. But look what he has done to Republicans. Look what Republicans, uh, who used to be the party of law and order and used to care about character, look what's happened to them and to the judgments that they're making right now. Uh, you can write off uh, the the elected officials, you know, capitulation as, as cowardice, but um, what they're afraid of is a Republican electorate that just doesn't care. And, and by the way, I think that one of the real dangers of 2024 and, and beyond is the, the success that Donald Trump is having and will continue to have, perhaps, um, in delegitimizing the entire criminal justice system uh, to basically do to the criminal justice system what he has done to so many other institutions, rob them of credibility and legitimacy. Uh, because otherwise, how do you explain the fact that millions of Republicans look at judges, juries, look at the evidence and say, we don't care about this. This is not this is not real. Uh, that this is going to have a very, very long tail, unfortunately. And mm. for all the frustrations with Joe Biden, 2024 is is a year is not a referendum on Joe Biden. It is a choice. And this choice is pretty stark. Yeah. He's not wrong. It couldn't get any starker. Oh, and a uh, note coming in from uh, Ken. Uh, T. Rump VP pick. Y'all missed Elise Stupidnik. Oh, she wants it bad. 
That didn't come out right, did it? Um, Snakes and Ladders, Roger, with correction, Shoots and Ladders is played on a board with a snake-like path to the top. Snakes and Ladders is played on a board with a hundred squares with snakes that take you down the ladders that take you up. There are two different games. I'll be damned. Uh, Why is it cold? Matt in San Francisco says, Roxanne, that sounds a lot like climate change, which we all know is a hoax. Yes, it's absolutely a hoax, Matt, and it's not just any hoax. It's a Chinese hoax. Oh, I didn't see that. Apparently, Rick Wilson from the Lincoln Project got swatted. That's what Flavio is telling me. He's so mad, he's offering a $25,000 reward to anybody who can out his swatter, no questions asked, and in an expletive-laced tirade, vowed to get his swatter. Well, you know what, Rick? Maybe just figure out a way to hack every cell phone inside Marginal Trailer Queens. Camp, they'll probably find your swatter there. The same one who swats her for attention every time they're... Her attention meter drops a little bit. I I guess we have to... Jesus Christ. uh, Via Tribune News Service and Heidi Stevens, this moment of uh, 2024... (sighs) Heidi Stevens writes, A school district in Florida has made the bold and bewildering decision to ban dictionaries dictionaries, from its libraries on the grounds that allowing children to read them violates a law aimed at protecting children from sexual content. Well, those, perver- those, those perverts in the Florida uh, monkey-up education department know where they first learned all their dirty words. Back when the don't say gay law went into effect, Monkey Up said, As the world goes mad, Florida represents a refuge of sanity and a citadel of normalcy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Judd Legum over at Popular Information uncovered the story. The American Heritage Children's Dictionary, Webster's Dictionary for Students, and Merriam-Webster's Elementary Dictionary are among more than 2,800 books that have been pulled from Escambia County School Libraries and placed into storage. Along with dictionaries, the books removed from Escambia County School Libraries as a result of this process include eight different encyclopedias, two thesauruses, and five editions of the Yeah, you heard it here first, the Guinness Book of World Records. Fortunately, PEN America is suing the Escambia County School District and Escambia County School Board. In their uh, in their complaint to the court, 
Pen America says, In the 1970s, schools sought to bar Slaughterhouse-Five and books edited by Langston Hughes. Tomorrow, it could be books about Christianity, the country's founders, or war heroes. All of these removals run afoul of the First Amendment, which is rightly disinterested in the cause du jour. The plaintiffs have joined together in this lawsuit to vindicate the rights of parents, students, authors, and book publishers to ensure that public school libraries continue to serve all communities and provide spaces dedicated to the exploration and dissemination of a wide variety of ideas, points of view, and experiences. Heidi Stevens adds, also dictionaries. I hope the lawsuit is successful, she writes, and the children of Escambia County are once again allowed to look up words. Yeah, it's who they are. It's who they told us they were. But, you know, books. Books are dangerous. Uh, Miss Terry and I have discussed on air the fact that when way back when we began to realize things about ourselves, each independently of the other, we were friends in high school, never knew we were both <coughs> different. But we were both we were both taking out the same book in the library, and sometimes she would go there and she couldn't find it. That was because maybe I had hidden it somewhere so that it wouldn't go away. I know. I told her about it, and she laughed, and she said, You bitch. <laughs> but we learned, and we knew. But I don't think that's what transed us. Mm-mm. No. Because, among other things, watching... Watching Warner Brothers cartoons never made me think that people survive 5,000-foot falls and then just get up and go after the Roadrunner again. Or that you can survive having a piano or an anvil land on you. Or being blasted in the beak with a shotgun. Snapping it back around and closing it. Or spinning it around and snapping it shut. You're despicable. Uh, uh, taunting, uh, taunting me from the keys is Wave, who just sent me the screenshot from 5.10 p.m. of Marathon Key, where it is uh, 80 degrees. God, I wish Florida wasn't insane. This time of year, I'm always reminded of the line from Jimmy Buffett, gone but not forgotten. This morning, I shot six holes in my freezer. I think I've got cabin fever. Somebody sound the alarm. I want to go where it's warm.
Well, I brought up the dreaded topic, so I may as well finish it off. Um. <laughs> uh, hi, Ken, again. The Satanist. The inappropriate laughter makes your AI impression so funny. Cowbell. <laughs> Just feeling a little more. Well, snow days bring out the silly in me. As to the dictionaries and other books, Arnold in PA says, Why don't they just fucking burn them? God, I hate these people. Well, they're they're easy to hate. Um, no, I said I would. Um, here in West Virginia. No, oh dear. Here we go again. Last week I told you about uh, the Republicans in. West Virginia's legislatures, legislature, both houses, deciding that my existence is obscene and that of every other person like me, binary or non-binary. And I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to vote if this thing passes. Well, maybe voting somewhere else, the fact of the matter. Um... But I found out about another bill that's been introduced. Uh, several have been introduced. It'll take a little while to sort them all out. Uh, Senate Bill 194. I got to look these things up because I'm, I bet you, I bet you, my state senator is one of the original sponsors of all of them former state cop who may or may not have had a little <clears throat> corruption problem. Um, Senate Bill 194 imposes a complete ban on gender-affirming care for anyone who's trans up to the age of 21. They're not satisfied with 18. The next one will be 25, and then it'll be 30. And then it'll be everybody. It further enshrines the notion, the, the discredited notion, of conversion therapy. It forbids therapists in this state Uh, from uh, doing anything but try to cure people of being trans. By the way, you can't cure it because it's not a disease. No therapist, no social worker can affirm, but rather they must attempt to cure. Cure. 
It, by the way, they've also designated, legis you know, by legislative fiat, that uh, being trans is sexually deviant. Still want to see those dudes' browser histories. Then we can have the conversation about deviance. And even though 18-year-olds can vote, 194, Bill, SB 194 says that uh, people remain minors up until age 21. It makes a criminal act anything that these maggots determine to be affirming a crime. A crime. It, uh, kind of breaks my brain. In the bill, they say that uh, being trans is sexual deviation, and it says that it's right there with pedophilia, and this is a quote, pedophilia, exhibitionism, masochism, sadomasochism, and fetishism. when there is probably more trans porn being played on more devices in the West Virginia capital when that obnoxious body is in session than anywhere else in the state. It accuses therapists who provide gender-affirming care, social workers, psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, of engaging in exacerbating gender dysphoria by continuing such condition, delusion, or disorder with no intent of cure or cure pursuing recovery. It's kind of hard to live with right now. It's a lot hard to live with. And I'm still trying to figure out how I live with it. I mean, granted, I'm an adult, but I'm not safe. Because eventually, there's no, there's no age limit on the bill that says I'm obscene. There's no age limit on the bill that says I can't be within 2,500 feet of a school, even though my polling place is at a school. Theoretically, if this law were to be 
passed and signed into law by make West Virginia great big old governor Jim Justice, I would be committing a felony by exercising my right to vote in person. Now, instead of banning Burks, why don't they just stop teaching people how to read? Flavio says, wait, they're already doing that. Okay, Buffalo 21, Pittsburgh 10. Thank you, Roger, for the update. Got off the goose egg. Let's go, Stillers. As I said at the beginning of this year, which is still more or less beginning, it's going to be a rough one. Thank you to John and PA for sending this along. From NBC News, Washington. For all I know, this may apply, this may apply to some member of the Horn Family Community Congregation. Uh, you'll recall that the two primary air hubs for Washington, D.C. are in Old Virginia. That would be Dulles and uh, National Airport. I refuse to repeat the name of old 666 that is a pen, that is uh, prefixed onto National Airport in solidarity with the air traffic controllers, who at least once upon a time referred to use his name, pr- uh, refused to use his name as well. Be that as it may, uh, health officials in Virginia are working frantically. to identify anyone who may have been in either Dulles or National Airport uh, in Dulles from January 3rd, 4 to 8 p.m., and National Airport Terminal A, January 4th, from 2.30 to 6.30 p.m. Why? Well, as they put up on uh, the website formerly known as Twitter, the Virginia Department of Health was notified of a confirmed case of measles in a person who traveled through northern Virginia when returning from international travel. Out of an abundance of caution, VDH is informing people who were at various locations. Full news release following. And we come back to that question of vaccine efficacy over time no 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 not from an anti-vaxxer standpoint but from the standpoint of if you got a measles vaccine when you were six and say you're 60 are you still vaccinated against measles and I do not know the answer to that Health officials said if you are not vaccinated for measles and may have been exposed, you should watch for potential symptoms. Anyone who is exposed and is at risk of developing measles should watch for symptoms until January 25, 2024. If you notice the symptoms of measles, immediately isolate yourself by staying home and away from others. Contact your health care provider right away. Call ahead before going to your health care provider's office or the emergency room to notify them that you may have been exposed to measles 
and ask them to call the health department. This will help protect other patients and staff. This comes on the heel of the news we had last week that there is an outbreak. It's small, but they can get fast in a real hurry in Philadelphia arising from arising from uh, some people who thumbed their noses at quarantine protocols and took their kid to a daycare just the same. Nine cases so far, as of my last reading of the story. And so they went swanning through Dulles and swanning through National, huffing and puffing, no mask in sight, and God alone knows how many people were exposed. And, of course, how many people will follow the guidance from the Virginia Department of Health? And where else did these uh, did this diseased individual go upon returning from international travel? Where else did they go in Virginia, northern Virginia? Or did they go into D.C.? Or did they maybe go to Philadelphia? Or did they give it to someone who went to Philadelphia? Now, I'm, I'm sure... Jesus. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they... I'm sure whoever it is probably has a... A, a ready supply of aardvark antifungal and jars of pee-pee and onions for their socks. But there we are. Uh, Roger, with a note, says, uh, measles vaccine should be for life. Both serologic and epidemiologic evidence indicate that vaccine-induced measles immunity appears to be long-term and probably lifelong in most persons, while the effectiveness of two doses of MMR against mumps is high. Serologic and epidemiologic studies suggest this effectiveness decreases with time. I don't know about y'all, but I'm masking. Every evening, just about, I, I warn, wear your mask especially if you're in proximity to maggots because they are diseased people. And uh, this coming from about 20 minutes ago uh, from our buddy Todd, fear of retribution at the hands of political others is a true sign of fascism. Todd continues and says, We are there. We are there. I think I'm not going to dispute you, Todd. Darlene in Connecticut with an inquiry. Why must Trump choose a VP candidate at all for the second go-around, which is an outrage in and of itself that he's able to run again? Ultimately, he trusts no one because he himself is untrustworthy. He knows Pence was useless to him. 
He's already said he will be dictator for a day, which knows, which which we know mean he means for the rest of his miserable, ill-begotten life. He wants to do away with the Constitution. So why does he want or need a VP? He can double down and say, "Oh, Trump, only Trump." And he has a chance because of that miserable, disenfranchising anachronism, the Electoral College. His followers are so brainwashed they would love how he's doubling down and vote for him all the more. And what better way to hand everything over to one of his sons or I wank him a daddy Trump Kushner and make it a political dynasty if he knows he's kicking off the mortal coil. The scary thing is this country is so fucked up that what I'm seeing, this dystopia, could happen. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Can any one of us definitively say or think otherwise? Darlene, I don't. I don't think you're going to find anybody to take you up on that inquiry within the Horn Family Community Congregation. I think he has to pick a VP because uh, the people who will propel him expect him to have one. Because even they, in the dark and still of the night, recognize that he's, that they can lie to themselves all they want, but they know that he is a shambling, old, bumbling husk of a man. They know he doesn't have much longer. They probably even know that his old Klansman daddy died of Alzheimer's and was completely out of his mind by the time he shuffled off this mortal coil. So there has to be somebody. Elise Stupidnik, per, uh, per Ken, would fit the bill. Except she's not attractive enough for him. Even if he can't sexually assault her, he can think about it. And it's important that he be able to fantasize only about sexually assaulting women whom he deems to be hot. And as he has confessed... His type. Ah, I feel like I need to shower with bleach after the after that. Well, we should probably check in with. Uh, Mullah Moses Mike Johnson he said the quiet part out loud again on a Sunday evening call with other maggots saying that he doesn't care what kind of a deal Senator James Lankford a maggot from Oklahoma has crafted alongside Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer According to Jake Sherman at Punchbowl News, 
Johnson says House GOP position is HR2 and reiterated he won't take the Senate deal. That's the HR2 is the dead on arrival anti immigrant bill. Yeah, even some Senate Republicans won't support it. Even the notoriously fascist uh, U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops say they don't support H.R. 2. But Mullah Mike said, there will be no legislation on the border until Trump or some other Republican is in the White House. The meaning of that seems abundantly clear to me. He's not going to let Joe Biden have any relief from the entirely Republican-manufactured crisis at the southern border. Which brings us to this. And this is hateful. In the Rio Grande... There was a migrant mother. With her two children. Eight years old and ten years old. In those frigid waters. Desperate to get to freedom. And seeking asylum. Texas pigs and Texas National Guard took control of a part of, of a place in Eagle Pass, Texas called Shelby Park. Uh, the Guardian describes it as a major crossing point for migrants entering from Mexico. The mother and her two children drowned while Texas officials work, uh, watched and while Texas National Guard prevented agents of the United States from rendering aid. Yeah, that's your pro-life Republican there, your Greg Asbot. How hateful. How tragic. Uh, probably the most conservative Democrat in the entire Congress, Henry Cuellar, flat out said that Texas state government refused to render aid refused to act a mama her 8 year old little girl and her 10 year old little boy Quayar said this is a tragedy and the state bears responsibility 
the Biden, the so-called Biden Justice Department has gone to the Supreme Court and said that Texas has taken control of Shelby Park and are preventing U.S. officials from doing their jobs. Mexican authorities had alerted the Border Patrol of the woman and her two children struggling in the river. This happened late on Friday. The Border Patrol agents then tried to call and relay the information to Texas National Guard members, but they were ignored. Then the Border Patrol agents went to the entrance to the park, but Texas officials physically barred them from entering the area. The Department of Homeland Security said the Texas governor's policies are cruel, dangerous, and inhumane, and Texas's blatant disregard for federal authority over immigration poses grave risks. Uh, Texas, of course, has said, well, that didn't happen. They said, well, Border Patrol scaled down its presence. You know, because Texas invaded the park. And uh, the Texas military department said, we didn't see nothing. We didn't see nobody in no distress. Didn't see nothing at all. We know nothing. We know nothing. We know nothing. At no time did TMD security personnel along the river observe any distressed migrants, nor did TMD turn back any illegal immigrants from the U.S. during this period. Also, at no point was TMD made aware of any bodies in the area of Shelby Park. You know what? You can't be you can't be notified of anything if you've been told, if you've been ordered to turn off your phones and not listen to the radio box. I get so tired of saying it. The cruelty is the point. It's no accident. They want it this way. Uh, Roger, with a trenchant inquiry. What is really the difference between what Texas is doing and what the South did along about 1860? Well, Roger, it was a long time ago that I coined the phrase constructive secession. They are seceding without losing out on the great big federal government money checks. They are engaging in nullification that rises to the level of the absolutely to the level of the Constitution itself.
They are literally nullifying or attempting to nullify the right of the federal government to manage the border of the United States of America. Where's General Sherman when we need him? Does he have kids? Is there a little... Is there a descendant of General Sherman out there somewhere who might have an inclination to visit Texas and, I don't know, take a can of gasoline with him? So, minus all the babbling, Roger, it's the same thing. They just haven't filed any ordinances of secession because they know that would get them busted back to the Stone Age. You know, where they come from. Uh, Flavio, in regard to measles outbreaks. We don't need to worry about people returning from abroad with measles. We have the Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn who can furnish the measles locally. That's a little harsh. But the Chabad Leibovichers, they're the ones that did the weird-ass tunnel that the city of New York is now having to work to shore up the buildings that they undermined? <sighs> Assholes. Yeah, but, but don't, uh, Flavio, careful there, don't single out or ultra-Orthodox Jews. Because you have to remember, it was, it was the daughter of Kenneth Copeland that started a mini-measles epidemic in Texas a couple of years back. And she's a Christian. Also an anti-vaxxer. Hey, you're right, Cynthia. Cynthia in the Bay Area writing, The cruelty is so Christian and godly. Their Jesus sure loves him some cruelty. Cynthia says, No wonder I'm an atheist. I will happily tell any Christian that I will not associate myself with their faith as long as Christianity is defined by people who see confirmation bias for their hatreds in that old, hurtful, vicious book. Uh, Ralph's uh, providing me some biographical information on William Tecumseh Sherman. He had no children. So, darn. Oh, okay. I must have read lied. Read, uh, read, read, read live too quickly. How many kids did Gen General Sherman have? Nine things you may not know about William Tecumseh Sherman. He married his foster sister, 
The couple later had eight children, two of whom died from sickness while Sherman was serving in the Civil War. Maybe there are some descendants out there after all. From Flavio Abbott, Asbot, Texas would shoot migrants, but Biden would charge us with murder. Um, Flavio noting Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker thinks Greg Abbott is capable of mercy. Flavio says he isn't. He's a psychopath. You know, he became disabled, Greg Asbot did, when a tree fell on him. I think he even sued over it and made a pile of money. From Mother Jones and Julianne McShane, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has told a right-wing radio host that there's only one tool the state isn't using to stop migrants from crossing the border into Texas, gun violence, because it would prompt a response from the pesky federal government. The only thing we're not doing is we're not shooting people who come across the border, because, of course, the Biden administration would charge us with murder. Well, there. How about that? We haven't heard her for, uh, from her for a while. Uh, he said that in an interview uh, with uh, National Ruble, uh, Rifle Association spokes creep Dana Lush, because she still has a radio show apparently. Responding to Asbot's remarks. Texas Democratic Party Chair Gilberto Hinojosa said this bloodthirsty approach to governance is dangerous not only for migrants and Texans of color, but for our entire state. Representative Jimmy Gonzalez, a Democrat from California, said apparently federal law is the only thing keeping Greg Abbott from murdering immigrants. What the hell is wrong with you, Governor Abbott? I can't believe I have to say murdering people is unacceptable, Veronica Escobar, a Democrat from Texas, said. It's language like yours that left 23 people dead and 22 injured in El Paso. Uh, Asbot is mad because Mayor Eric Adams of New York City is suing uh, more than a dozen charter bus companies that have colluded and conspired with Greg Asbot to dump migrants in New York City uh, since the spring of 2022. Well, I hope he uh, wins the $700 million dollars that he's suing the bus companies for, and, oh, I don't know, puts them out of business. Yeah, I don't, I, don't I, I, feel, I feel no sense of grief for the railroad companies that conspired to put human beings in cattle cars and take them to places like Dachau and Bergen-Belsen and Auschwitz. Neither do I have any sympathy for these charter bus companies. Uh, Matt in San Francisco, subject line Abbott. 
You have to be quite an asshole for God to throw a tree at you. I was thinking the same thing. And I was wondering if part of Asbot's bitterness and hatefulness comes from what happened to him. Another part of me thinks that uh, the great big bearded juvenile delinquent in the sky might need to throw another tree. And because uh, because Darlene once gave me uh, uh, it gave me permission to say this, I'll I'll say that every time I see Greg Asbot doing something horrible to other human beings, I think. I want to see him get up a, a real head full of steam and have somebody put a stick, put a broom handle in his spokes. Sorry, that was really shitty. But he's a shitty human being. I mean, I've got that part right, right? I understand Flavio. Flavio says, I didn't mean to single out Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn. I merely mentioned them as local producers, but they're not the only ones. No. Uh, and by the way, uh, Herman Cain Award, the subreddit Herman Cain Award, is still a going concern on Reddit. Because they're still out there winning their awards. And by the way, we have a date now. Our most puissant dread sovereign supreme catholic majesties have calendared February the 8th to hear Nitwit Nero's uh, appeal of his 14th amendment ban from the ballot in Colorado. So, uh, February 8th, Super Tuesday is March the 5th, and he'll be on the ballot in Colorado. But lest anybody have any hissies or conniptions, understand... That will probably be the off-ramp that the Supreme Court takes. It's a nominating process. The question arises, if he wins, can he serve? That really is, and, and by then, there will be some level of determination, uh, legally probably, if he does win, I know, perish the thought, it gives me the fan tods and makes my liver quiver. But just as uh, Judge Kaplan in the E. Jean Carroll case has long since established that Nitwit Nero, as a matter of law, sexually assaulted E. Jean Carroll, And that is now not subject to being relitigated in the in the latest phase. It's just damages. Uh, when that starts up this week, 
Eventually, the findings about Nitwit Nero's participation will be carved in stone as well. And meanwhile, I guess, uh, what, we're an hour away now from the beginning of the Iowa carcasses, where people festooned in uh, maggot hats and maggot gear, and other people festooned in T-shirts that say Truth and Vivek or Ramalimadingdong or whatever, and and I just want to know where the people with the T-shirts that say simply Bonomo are. Uh, I mentioned that Nitwit Nero lost Joe Tacopina. Apparently, he took two more lawyers with him. Chad Siegel and Matthew, no, really, DiOrio. Goes great with de-warm milk or de-coffee. I'm sorry. It, but it, they work with him. And, uh, by the way, yeah, two months from now, I, I misspoke, two months from now, the E. Jean Carroll Part 2 case begins. Filing with the court, Takapina said, I respectfully submit this declaration of support of the motion made pursuant to Local Civil Rule 27.1 to withdraw as counsel, including TSD attorneys Joseph Takapina, Chad D. Siegel, and Matthew G. DiOrio for Trump, with such other and further relief as the court deems just and proper. Does that last language mean, hey, Your Honor, I'm not saying it out loud, would you make him pay us? And, uh, by the way, speaking of not getting paid, <sighs> Mike, Mr. Meth Pillow Lindell says he doesn't understand why Fox News TV won't run his Meth Pillow commercials because, and these are his words, we're well within our credit limits. Does Mr. Meth Pillow even have a credit limit anymore? And I guess folks aren't really willing to stick around in frozen Iowa. Uh, he was supposed to speak to a gathering of maggots in Ankeny, Iowa, A-N-K-E-N-Y, uh, billable, billable if I'm mispronouncing it, tell me, or any other Iowegians. Uh, most of the most of the crowd just bugged out after Trader Tot didn't show for like two hours. Uh, there were apparently weather complications uh, with. Uh, Nitwit Jr.
But he did finally show up, and there was a handful of the faithful remaining. So he began barking and grunting about the United Kingdom? They'll throw you in jail for two years for misgendering someone. What? On Turf Island? Hardly. Some uh, some maggot eventually said, uh, Do you think your daddy was anointed by God? Nitwit Jr. said, That's not for me to decide. There's a higher power that decides that. I said, Hey, will you run for president in 2028? And he started out and said, I don't want to say no. Now all those empty chairs. Wasn't worth hanging around for. And I mentioned, was it Friday? Uh, that, what was it, Laura Looney is now accusing Nimrata Haley of manipulating the weather in Iowa and the Northern Plains to try to depress turnout for her orange god emperor. Well, at uh, Nitwit Nitwit Nero's campaign headquarters in Iowa, a uh, Fox News uh, uh, a maggot campaign staffer told Fox News' Martha McCallum well that it's apparently hard to get Iowegians out in the cold. So we're outside of the Trump campaign's HQ. Inside, the volunteers have been working the lines trying to drum up support for the former president. But I can tell you, Martha, from the volunteers I've talked to, they did hear from people who said, I'd love to caucus for the former president, but it's just too cold. I know that's an anecdote, but surely all the campaigns are dealing with that today. Uh, This comes in conjunction with Nitwit Nero saying, listen, I know it's cold, but you got to get out and carcass for me. Even if you get sick and pass away after, it'll be worth it, right? Of course, that's... Not all that surprising in light of the fact that, what, back during the pandemic, was it Texas Lieutenant Governor and Major Maggot Dan Patrick who said that uh, older Texans should be willing to get the Rona and die a horrible death horizontally crucified to save the economy of Texas? Uh, Jude sharing some horrifying news of the season. 
My closest of sisters at my work is rendered homeless. Arsonists burned down 12 apartments where she lived. Hers destroyed but made it out. She's a woman of beautiful color. Mocha, wrinkleless, with sparkling eyes, evolving soul. We love each other deeply, working on the support from my company to step in and offer emotional and physical service. It was a three alarm. Nothing is left. Creating a bedroom space for her and son to have a safe haven here with me. Red Cross helping, and she's currently with her daughter-in-law's parents. Overloaded into macro, yet the micro is where the power of action resides. Martin Luther King Day focusing on the others who need us. Well, you're certain, uh, Jude, you are certainly fulfilling the call to service that attends each MLK Day. Thank you for the updates, Roger. Pittsburgh's getting closer. Come on, Stellars. Murder on the number three train in New York. The Times reporting that a man who tried to tried to break up a fight was killed, murdered. A 45-year-old man named Richard Henderson got shot stepping into an altercation that he had nothing to do with, his wife said. Killed on the number three train. But we don't have a gun problem in America. Emilio says Michael Lindell's credit limit is about 26,000 Korean wands, which is about $20. And it's been a little while since we've had a Joe to the Mansion born sighting. By the way, I'm into the third hour of the filler Robster. If anybody wants to chat, feel free to call in. Uh, I don't like filler Robstering for three hours. I feel like we get, I feel like I feel like we get a better flow of information when we're talking together. So if you want, the stress line's open. 844-843-4676, 844-THE-HORN. You can also get in at 304-574-8178, or just by going direct to Skype, Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, Kincaid Horn, K-I-N-C-A-I-D-H-O-R-N. They all reach the program equally well. Uh, we're still... Let's see. Um, we're still looking to meet um, Ralph's Yee Packers One challenge. We can get the fundraising goal down to, uh, and Chris got us started, of course. Thank you, Chris. We can get the fundraising goal down to 540 if someone meets that challenge. Thank you in advance if you choose to do so. Someone finally asked Nitwit Nero about the swatting, the bomb threat, 
at Judge and Goron's home. Remember, he's been comparing himself to Al Capone lately. There, a couple of days ago, there was a bomb threat at the home of uh, Judge Ingeron. Do you have a response to that? No, I don't know. I hate to hear that. I don't know anything about that. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know anything about that. You're ashamed something happened to his house. Judge Chutkin swatted. Judge Ingeron bomb threaded. Nah, he doesn't know anything about that. He's never said anything that would, could possibly be thought to encourage someone to engage in such reprehensible behavior. Uh, but I mentioned there's been a uh, Joe to the Mansion Born sighting. You want to? Here's an interesting little, uh, uh, little, little, little uh, tidbit that you can use to. Oh, I don't know. Win a bet in the bar or something. What do Joe to the Mansion Born and Clarence Pubes on the Coke Can Fappy Thomas have in common? Well, it turns out that the guy who owns a timeshare in Fappy, Har Har Crow, is also a big-time benefactor for the no-labels organization that Joe to the Mansion Born is involved with. And not only did Har Har Crow give a bunch of money to no-labels, he brought at least two dozen other people in to give their good Republican money to that Nonpartisan group. The whole point of no, no labels running a, a candidate for president will be, of course, to put Donald Trump back in office. When asked, Joe to the mansion born said, uh, I could never vote. For Donald Trump. What went unsaid, however, was that he will never support his president to keep Donald Trump out of office. He is who he is. Ah, but I'm seriously thinking about running for president. I'm going on a listening tour. And, of course, that listening tour took him immediately to where? New Hampshire. He says that President Biden has to move away from his leftist first-term governing style. Leftist? Yeah. Because Joe Biden wanted to keep feeding hungry children, but Joe Manchin decided that the hungry children were all communists and the hungry children's mamas and daddies were going to use the extra money to go and buy some meth or, or inject some marijuanas. Oh God, he's so odious.
He's uh, uh, been speaking of late yesterday, last night. Hi, Darlene. Uh, Joe to the mansion born spoke at a private gathering in Darien, Connecticut. Fox News Business's Charles Gasparino said that uh, Manchin plans to meet with President Biden in the coming days to try to move him to the center. I think the coal fumes have gotten to Joe. I know. Ralph says, oh, shut the frill up, Joe. Oh, bad news for the bad news for the Stellars there. Buffalo scored again. Damn it. Apropos of nothing, but have you seen what's going on in Iceland? Lord God, talk about the power and majesty of the earth. The terrifying power. Of the earth. There's a massive lava flow. Lava is... uh, Consuming. A town has consumed in Iceland. The uh, Reykjanes Peninsula experienced earthquakes in the early hours Sunday. It's the uh, Hagafell volcanic eruption. In the uh, Sundnukagigar crater, Sundnukagigar, only took me a couple of tries. Ayafjallajökull, still tucked away there in my head. This is absolutely stunning. The volcano is about 30 miles from Reykjavik, the capital. Yesterday was its second eruption in a month. Lava went flowing down the streets of uh, Grindavik, evacuations had already taken place. About a hundred people had come back and only to be told, no, nah, you got to leave again. Uh, one individual, a worker named uh, Lovic Peterson, is missing. He fell into a crack opened by the volcano. Oh, dear. The town has no electricity, no hot water. The Icelandic Meteorological Office is said to be surprised at the flow. The uh, president of Iceland said, We now wait and hope to take things as they come, and now all of our plans for the future must take into account 
that a daunting period of upheaval has begun on the Reykjanes Peninsula. They were trying to build a wall around the town, but then the volcano erupted again when they were only about halfway done. Walls. Uh, Ari uh, Gomenson, Goodmanson, Gothmanson, don't know, said, This event yesterday showed that they're proving their worth, the walls, and what their structure and height is like. The lava flow looks like something that is literally crawling across the land. John Gotti Dagbjartsen told Reuters, this is serious, it's basically as bad as it can possibly get, although it might get even worse, who knows. Uh, Mr. Dagbjartsen is a resident of the town. He said, displaying typical Scandinavian stoicism. I actually live in the house that I was born in, and it's a tough thought to think that this town might be over, and I would have to start all over somewhere else, but if that's the case, then that's exactly what we'll do. The photographs are absolutely mind-boggling. Oh, and uh, how about a uh, an update on Bill Dickhead Ackman? Bill Penis Wrinkle Ackman. He's going to. He's a billionaire, and he can do anything he wants to, including be a bigot who gets the gets the black lady fired from being president of Harvard with bullshit allegations of uh, well plagiarism that it turns out his wife actually committed. Mrs. Dickhead. Business Insider said that they stand by their reporting on his wife's plagiarism. Uh, Neri Oxman, yeah, Mrs. Dickhead. Uh, he went to Shitter and posted a shit saying that uh, Business Insider and its owner, Axel Springer, have tripled down on their false claims and defamation. We will respond in a formal complaint which will take a few weeks to prepare. By complaint, I mean lawsuit, to be clear. Really? No one could have guessed. Dickhead. Racist. Bigot. You dick! Yeah. Funny thing is, uh, Mrs. Dickhead pretty much confessed. I'll check the citations and request that MIT make any necessary corrections. No, you make the corrections. You're the one that did the plagiarizing, sugar. Uh, Ackman then said, well, it wasn't fair. 
Oh, sugar. Baby, do you need a safe safe place? Uh, do you not do you not feel okay? I know you're a billionaire and everything, Billy Dick. But did no one ever tell you life's not fair? Oh wait, you're a fucking billionaire. Life's always supposed to be fair for you because you're supposed to be able to make the rules. God, he sucks. And by the way, Lewis Kaplan, Judge Lewis Kaplan, has uh, handed another blow to Nitwit Nero. Nitwit Nero was trying to in, uh, trying to um, introduce evidence in the upcoming defamation trial, and yesterday Judge Kaplan said that uh, they can't use a 2019 interview with Anderson Cooper by E. Jean Carroll because they want to use it to say that she was trying to get media attention for her book. And uh, Orange Genius, Orange Julius Geezer, ooh, won't be able to use it because Judge Kaplan said that's irrelevant. And that's after after Judge Kaplan has already informed his, his petty foggers that no, they cannot argue that she did not sexually that he did not sexually assault Eugene Carroll, because that's race judicata from the previous trial. So Kaplan said the 2019 interview won't be admissible. Because he's already prohibited from trying to say that he didn't sexually assault her. That's been established at trial. Kaplan, in his order, said this trial is limited to the issue of damages sustained as a result of the defendant's June 21st and 22nd, 2019 statements. Those statements have already been determined to have been false, defamatory, and made with constitutional actual malice. The introduction of the Anderson Cooper 360 video needlessly and confusingly would invite the jury to decide this case on the basis of defendants' view that those issues are open to discussion or reconsideration. They are not. But then he, 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 he twisted the knife some. The, exhibit show, the exhibits show no more that Ms. Carroll, like uh, any author of a new book, was eager in July and September 2019 to garner media attention for her book in order to drive sales. They are not, a, they are not probative, at least to any material extent, of whether and to what extent Mr. Trump's June 21st and 22nd, 2019 defamatory statements caused reputational or emotional damage to Ms. Carroll. Gee, 
I hope it doesn't hurt too little. And meanwhile, professionally wrong guy, Larry Kudlow, is blathering to Fox that Iowa is going to launch one of the greatest comebacks in American political history. Uh, try not to laugh. Uh, it was in a conversation with Brett Stevens. Remember him? Larry Cutlow, super genius. All right, there's a, a, well, that's true. Irish Dave says, what about Fonnie Willis's boyfriend? Um, now that Trump has flashed a New York Mafia pal, murderer Sammy Gravano of the Gambino family to threaten Judge Engeron, It is finally time to mention that is it finally time to mention that Trump's New York mob ties also touch his friendly judge Aileen Cannon? Her husband worked for John Rosati of the Colombo family. Flashback, former Gambino crime family underboss Sammy the Bull Gravano says Donald Trump is incorruptible. I tried to get to him. He just wouldn't bite. This is why Washington hates him. Uh, Nitwit Nero quote triped that. Thank you to Sammy the Bull. I hope judges in Goron and Kaplan see this. We need fairness, strength, and honesty in our New York courts. We don't have it now. He said all along, he's mobbed up. And the number of people who are surprised is zero, yes. Uh, Darlene in Connecticut says, Would it surprise you to know that the town of Darien is an extremely wealthy community in lower Fairfield County, Connecticut? No, it would not. Isn't that what they call... The Gold Coast, Darlene? And Dave and the Blind, Posse Comitatus Act, anyone? Uh, it seems to me that Governor Asbot of Texas is in violation of the Posse Comitatus Act, and so are the officials in National Guard Command Authority. President Biden should federalize the Texas National Guard, I agree, and send the U.S. Coast Guard to the Rio Grande. The Coast Guard is part of the Department of Transportation, I think. Uh, Department of the Treasury before Roger corrects me. I think it's Department of the Treasury. I think Secretary Buttigieg could sign off on that for humanitarian reasons, and the Coast Guard has experience in water rescue. Your buddy Dave in the blind. The national, and isn't it interesting? They're not the Texas National Guard. 
They're the Texas Military Department. Yeah, nationalize them. And then tell them to sit their asses down. And send in a loyal National Guard from somewhere else. To keep Greg Asbot from committing the murder. He aches to commit. Uh, let's uh, let's run over to the phones and find out who's on the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. Hey, Robin. Hey, Ken. Yeah. Um, How cold are you? I mean, if you're uh, up, you've got to it, just be not terrible. Uh, really? It's been way worse here. Yeah, no, it's fine here. Uh, well, climate change. Um, we even had very little snow, so it's uh it's very off. Um, I don't know. Good luck for me and bad luck for Buffalo. <laughs> um, yeah. I was thinking, uh, you were talking about the border. And I was thinking about, I was to another podcast that when they were talking about Steven Tagal. This guy's a fucking monster. But I can see him doing his one finger death punch, you know, to the Mexicans. And, uh, rich people shouldn't exist. Not in a democracy. The presence of billionaires is proof of the failure of, uh, the fail, the failure of democracy. Exactly. Exactly. Nah, man. It, that's, I was thinking about, uh, Elon Musk too. I know I'm quotated, man, but, yeah, there's no way this guy takes over fucking NASA. When did we give up on the space program? When uh, when did we stop being great? Exactly. You know, or uh, reach for the stars. You know, we're all pretty much the same age here, except for like Tristan and and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but whatever, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But, um, yeah, why, why can't we do it? It's all going to be public partnership. It's all this Ian Randian fucking hellscape that we've been living through. Um, I, I think Biden is suffering from that. Like, I don't know, uh, the, you know, I used to be a toll maker and we saw lots of jobs leave for China for cheap labor. Man, shit, I fixed a bunch of fucking crappy malls. Um, yeah, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> and they hauled out our whole, whole economy. Let's, let's, uh, design the stuff here, manufacture it over there and ship it back. Now, yeah, never mind. You got to take a gazillion barrels of oil to do that. Um, shit, climate change isn't real. I'm probably not making too much sense, but I'm like, I'm fed up. I can understand why a lot of people fell for Trump. 
Because they want to. Uh, yeah. People, 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 people fall for Trump for the same reason that they went through the gate time after time after time following a sign that said this way mm-hmm. to the egress. But Trump's just the enigma. They've been building this machine for, what, 50, 60 years? It's, uh, what I think what Hillary Clinton actually meant was the right right wing conspiracy. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, the whole right wing conspiracy uh, was what they built. You were talking about uh, Har Har Crow. Like these billionaires have been building this machine to chew us up. There's a Terminator. <laughs> They're the Sky Skynet, right? There's a, that's the machine that's going to eat humans. And the planet's going to survive. I always hate that. That's my pet peeve. Claiming people, oh, the planet's going to die. No, we're going to die. Yeah, no, it's not. No, we're not killing the planet. We're killing. We're we're killing the planet's ability to support human life. Yeah, (laughs) we're killing us. I mean, kill yourself. You go Harry Carry on your own self. Um, I'd rather not. (laughs) And there's lots of people like us. And Greg Asplot, like, no, that's sedition, isn't it? Is that I think it's 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 con, uh, it's constructive yeah, no, secession. Legal stuff. No, it's con, it's constructive secession. secession. Right. right. Yes. Right. That's the right word. Yeah, they've been pushing these buttons all over the place. You know, Trump isn't fucking goddamn smart enough to do uh, you know, play with himself, and. He's going to have people around him that, because fascism works better. They're going to have a bunch of oligarchs. They got their king of the hill right now. And, you know, fuck, fuck you. I got mine. And he said that too. Quite a lot. And yeah, I think a walking dead, there's Negan. Well, I got mine. And he's kind of a brutal fucking dictator. Um, yeah, because I'm in charge right now. And yikes, dude, <laughs> take me off the ledge. Oh, I'm sorry, Robin. That's okay. I know I was going to say that at one point. No, that's, that's, that's no, you're, you're, you're no, I don't no. know because I call my best friend that, like, it's forever. It's like in my dicks and I'm like, it's like, I've been trying not to say that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Sorry. I, I understand. Oh. I mean, it, it's hard not to get, it, once you're out there on the ledge, it's hard to come back in. Yeah, I'm starting not. Lose that, but I, I don't think you have the material to make it any better, Robin. You're like the Reaper. Now quit that. <laughs> we got a nice flowing robe. It's purple and has 
tattered appliques on it. Moons and stars. A little kissy baby later. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, the game's gone final. Pittsburgh lost 31 to 17. Roger says Coast Guard oh, was treasury. No. Roger says Coast Guard was treasury when I was in. They've since been moved to Homeland Security March 1st, 2003. Shit. Pittsburgh lost. Oh, man. Mm. No, I, I, I know people hate talking about sports. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I care a little bit, but it's more about having uh, the friends that watch a lot of football. I don't particularly, but I try to keep up on it, you know. And I, I, yeah, I gotta say, when you guys get lost in college football, I'm just like uh, I don't care. But I'm not gonna bitch about it. <laughs> Because we're all friends here and we need community. It doesn't matter. You can suffer a little bit. <laughs> you know, shit. Can be worse, can be dealing with right wing idiots. Oh, uh, yeah. And, family members and, that and, you and, love. And, and again, it's not like people aren't being told the truth. And at some point in time, you hope that that matters. Um, I don't seem to be able to discriminate between. I, I mean, check this. Check this out. Uh, George Conway last week on CNN, at least being honest. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, Brother Deacon Asa says what? Hold on, the head of the Gambino crime family is saying that the head of the Gambozo crime family is incorruptible. Gambozo. I think we agree, don't we? Ken? <laughs> Cowbell? Gambozo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Arnold uh, uh, chimed in on that, too. Uh, he's quoting a hitman. What a scumbag. Sammy the Bull's not credible. No, I think Sammy the Bull is not credible. I agree. I agree. But Yeah, guy's a piker. Yeah, thanks to Sammy the Bull. But here's George Conway <laughs> predicting the future. Okay. Yeah, it'll take a second. All right. Here we go. People watching that, that was painful. Yeah, um, my ears, I feel. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, let's go back to the beginning. George, I have to add, let's just, George David, let's talk about the weather real fast. I was cold watching that. I, I was cold watching that. That was painful. Yeah, um, my ears, I feel. Exactly. And uh, it, it can be a wild card, the yeah, weather. And, I, I mean, just a few moments ago, we saw Donald Trump coming into this hotel. And speaking of wild cards, I don't know if I've ever seen him without a tie on. But that right. was a, an yeah, interesting no, absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's something. I mean, you're, it's a real test of who is the most motive, who has the most motivated voting block. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, we'll see. David, what do you think? Well, I have to tell you, on this one, there, there are so many wild cards, it's impossible to know. Uh, I do think the one thing all of us can agree on is that we're heading into a season of kickoff here and within the next couple of days where the most significant set of decisions in American, and certainly since the early 20th century. So there is a lot at stake, 
And what we are seeing, I think now is, and we, in one sense, let's, let's say we've almost discounted anybody but Haley um, and Trump. Well, I want to point out, Ken, he mentioned that seeing Trump maybe for the first time without a necktie. Well, he came yeah. shambling into the building. And he wasn't even walking a straight line. And fr frankly, he was walking like a guy with a big steaming pants load. I quote, I, I quote that sage and philosopher, Todd, down in South Carolina, saying, he ain't going to make it. Um, uh, DeSantis has a very good ground game. He's been investing in it. He could be a real surprise. So I think there are a lot of surprises ahead of us. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to Gargan. talk about the horse race, and I do want to talk about the stakes. Just if our, our, our viewers could just uh, hang in there just a few moments longer while we talk about the horse race. I mean, George, one of the things I'm wondering about, to David's point, and that is, you know, could we see a situation where Donald Trump underperforms yeah. in these caucuses? Nikki Haley perhaps does a little bit better. Maybe Ron DeSantis does. I remember Rick Santorum surprising everybody in, in 2012. And then Trump kind of limps out of Iowa to New Hampshire, where Haley could actually win that state. That's right. That really could change the dynamic that, of this. That race. absolutely could. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of. Um, and then the question is, what does Donald Trump do? Right. I mean, if Donald Trump, sooner or later, Donald Trump is going to, if, if he starts losing, he's going to take everyone down with him. I mean, psychologically, that's what he's going to do. He's not going to want to. He's never going to support somebody who beats him. So it, it's sort of a difficult situation for the Republicans. They have this man who needs to win at all costs, basically, to stay out of prison. And at the same time, he's such a personality. He's a narcissistic sociopath. And he, he is not going to let anyone else win without trying to destroy them. And I, I don't know how this, I don't see what the end game is for any of, of the challengers to Donald Trump, frankly, because he just He's not going to let anybody else win. Yeah, and, and David, I mean, to that point, I mean, one of the things that happened earlier today was Trump went after Vivek Ramaswamy, of all people, for the first time. And our Kristen Holmes was explaining on this program that part of it was because he didn't like that Ramaswamy was taking some little digs at Trump here and there. <laughs> uh, that kind of gets to a point as to how this has just been such an unusual cycle and that these non-Trump candidates have really, I mean, bent over backwards to not go after him. Uh, the, the yes. front runner in this race, which is just so unusual. It just doesn't happen. And it's hap it happened this time. They're, they're so desperate to make something out of nothing, to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. But George Conway's right. The problem is the only people who were anti-Trump and provided some means of escape for the Republican Party are out of the race. Yep. And, the, and, you know, this was just yesterday. And it, from George Conway's lips to God's ears, that he spends the rest of his life in jail, Orange Julius Geezer. Yeah. Hopefully it's short. But I still, I still wonder about what the maggots will do when and if he is convicted. That's what's frightening. I wonder if it... I, 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 I wonder if there's someone who will... Okay, let me put it this way. Chris Christie did not 
end his campaign, he suspended it. But if shit goes sideways, he could at least in theory reinvigorate it. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Trump will. Do you think? Do you think Nitwit Nero is going to lose lose in Iowa? Uh, boy, I don't know, but I don't know he'd think that it matters, does it? Iowa? How many electoral votes is that? Like three? Uh, maybe seven, eight? I don't know how many House, I don't know how many yeah, House members they have. But it's whatever, it's whatever number of House members there are plus two so for the I Senate. Don't want the, you know, you gotta grab hold of your caucus, so to start that caucus in Iowa. You know, you gotta, you know, beat him over the head. Uh, uh, with a ground game, and supposedly he does or he doesn't. Trump, the same that spends blues wad on Iowa, and um, so yeah, but the, it's going to be honky. It's going to be dorky because of the blizzard, right? They're not going to get the turn. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Remember, he screwed himself in 2020 by saying, you know, only vote in person. Don't vote by mail. It's rigged. The funny thing yeah, about the, the funny thing about the carcass model, however, is that you have to show up in person. And part of the reason that right. the, part of the reason that the Democratic Party put some distance between it and the carcasses. Screw that. Is because it operate the carcasses operate to the benefit of people who can spend all night in a building, uh, going back and forth over candidates, as a, as opposed to people who actually have to work for a living. Or even that, I mean, that sounds pretty fucking boring to me. I, I gotta say, uh, I'm busy. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's. Uh, Anachronistic. That's so passe. Uh, now Lincoln cat wants to say hi. <laughs> the cat wants to say hi. Keeps hi, Kitty. <laughs> Lincoln, you little shit bird. <laughs> he's uh, he's orange too, so. Oh, that's okay. Orange orange kitties are okay. The, uh, the uh, one of the ancestors of our precious little tortie, Miss Lucy Purr. Miss Lucy Miss Lucy Purr is partially orange. That's such a great name. That's that was Ferg's doing yeah. Lucy Purr. Yeah, and she's a baby, just an absolute <laughs> doll. That's um, my daughter's cat. I don't even imagine having a cat. I don't yeah. clean it up. We don't choose cats. Hairball. Yeah, we don't choose cats. Cats <laughs> choose us. Yeah, thank you. Stop it. All right, well, Ken, you, you have yourself a good time. evening. Stay warm. I'm going to uh, go somewhere in the house that's hopefully warmer than, I, than it is here. 
Yeah, uh, just uh, one thing, my furnace is starting to blinker off. It's like not keeping the heat up. So, but I'm still going to be warmer than you are. And uh, hopefully you stay warm and uh, love to the family and the community here. And to you and your close family. Well, thank you. And I will talk to you soon. All right. You take care, Ken. Be good. Okay. Bye. Bye. And that's the program. Uh, if anyone would like to jump in and help out with uh, Ralph's The Packers 1 Challenge, that would be great. Uh, as it is, we're going to be, if it's unmet, it'll be, uh, we'll be at 890 tomorrow. So thanks, everybody. Thanks to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thanks to our challenge makers, our challenge responders, our a la carte contributors. Thank you to each and every one of you who shares your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger in the chat room. Thank you. And and thanks for updating me on the game all the way through the program. Thank you, Roger. I appreciate that. That was kind. And thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, please like each each podcast. Subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a comment if you're so inclined. It helps increase our visibility on the platforms. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please, get your boosters, get your flu shot, get your RSV, get your pneumonia shot, Check on your measles immunization status. For Christ's sakes, wear your mask if you're around maggots. Can you imagine how much COVID is going to spread inside those carcass locations in Iowa tonight as the maggots and the Ramalama ding-dongs and the bonomoans and the monkey-ups all breathe all over each other and send those little virus particles flying. I hope at least the journalists covering it are wearing masks. You know, some parts of this country now, you have to have vaccinations like you used to have to have to go to underdeveloped countries. And it's all pure ignorance. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you everywhere you go, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance. Don't go to any carcasses. And uh, uh, if a guy comes towards you on the sidewalk saying... No, see, you know, I gotta get out of this case here. I, 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 I gotta get it. Me and me and my buddies, we gotta get out of this case because we gotta get a case where we actually get paid. 
Well, avoid Joe Tacopina like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Sorry about the Stellars. Later.